Second Samuel chapter 20. Previous chapters are all about the war between Avshalom and David, the great battle that takes place in chapter 18. And the aftermath in chapter 19. At the end of chapter 19, so the people are now greeting David who returns as king. Avshalom is gone, so there's no other king. And the people say, look, Avshalom is not with us anymore. David was the king. Let's now go back and support David. And all of chapter 19 is about the different people coming to greet David after his return. We didn't have a chance to analyze that. We can't analyze everything, but it's an extremely interesting uh, chapter, description of the different people that come to greet the returning King David. At the end of chapter 19, we're told the following. This is chapter 19, verse number 42. The men of Israel say to David, Why did our kinsmen, the men of Judah, steal you away and escort the king and family across the Jordan, along with all of David's men? Because David had reached out to Judah. And the reason David reaches out to Judah earlier in the chapter is because the Judeans had basically supported Avshalom. Avshalom, like his father, is from Yehuda. So David, from a political standpoint, felt felt it's important to reach out to Yehuda, to the people who are the main supporters of Avshalom, and try to bring them over to my side. But this is resented by, by the other tribes. Resented by the other tribes. So they say to the David, why, why did the Judeans have this privileged position? So we're not told what David's answer is, but we're told what Yehuda says. In verse 43, <speaking in Hebrew> The king is close to us. He's our relative. Why should this bother you? Have we taken anything that belongs to the king? Has he given us any gifts? We have ten portions in the king. We're ten tribes. In you, Judah, one tribe. Umadua hekolitani. V'lohoyad vari rishon li rashivet malki. Were we not the first to propose to bring the king back? Vayikesh dvarish Yehuda midvarish Yisrael. But the men of Judah, Vayikesh, prevailed over the men of Israel. You wonder whether Vayikesh, from the word prevailed, or koshet, is a play on the word kish, which is Saul's father. In other words, what we have at the end of chapter 19 is a division between Israel and Judah. This division of Israel and Judah, of course, will be the division in the book of Kings between Israel, the northern kingdom as it's called, 
which is ten tribes, and Judah, which is the remnant of David's uh, kingship. After Solomon is king, the kingdom splits into Yehuda and Yisrael. And here, so the return of David, the way David's decisions in enabling him to return, which is the outcome of the Avshalom story, there's now a split within Israel between Yehuda and Yisrael. Now we come to our chapter, chapter 20. And there was an Ishburiyal, it's a negative term, Ushmo Sheva ben Bechri Ishimini, a Benjaminite. Vayikaba Shofar, Vayomer, Ein Lanu Chelik with David, Vronachla, Lanu Ben Yishai, Ish Leohara of Israel. Every man to his tent, O Israel. Now that expression, Ein Lanu Chelik with David, Vronachla, Ben Yishai, no portion in David, no share in Jesse's son is identical to what we find in the book of Kings after Solomon's death, when ten tribes leave the kingdom of the south, leave the kingship of Rehavam, who's Solomon's son. So that is, pre- that is uh, prefigured over here in chapter 20. In other words, here we have a real division between Israel and Judah. And it says, Vayal kol ish Yisrael, in verse 2, Me'acharei David, Acharei Sheva ben Bechri, V'ish Yehudadav kubim al-kam menei adein ad Yerushalayim. So we have a split. The Israelites follow Sheva, and the men of Judah stuck to their king, from the Jordan until Jerusalem. And now we have a very strange verse. Chapter 20, verse 3. <coughs> David returned to his house in Jerusalem. David took the ten concubines he had left to guard the house. We remember when David fled Jerusalem, he leaves behind ten concubines. He leaves a small group of people, concubines, they're non-combatants, they're women. And he left them there, I suppose, it's hard to know, that there should be some presence of David in Jerusalem. And those are the concubines that Absalom sleeps with to demonstrate he has supplanted his father. Because the taking of the father's concubines is a political act. It's not just a personal sexual act, it's political. So David now returns to Jerusalem he takes the ten concubines that he had left to guard the house. He put them in a guarded place and he fed them. But he did not sleep with them. They remained in seclusion until the day they died in living widowhood. And now the question is, why is this verse here? First of all, why is this verse anywhere? Is a good question. But why specifically here? When David returned to Jerusalem, it could have mentioned it in the previous chapter. It mentions it after we are told that most of the tribes are following Sheva ben Bichri, and at the end of the previous chapter, the last verse of the previous chapter, the Israelites said to Judah, We have ten portions in the king.
and there were ten concubines. So David comes to Jerusalem, he cares for the ten concubines, but they remain in living widowhood. And I think the point over here, and this is a very important point for the book of Shmuel, there's the rebellion of Avshalom. And that rebellion is quelled, and Avshalom is killed. But the point of the book, I think, is that the damage that Avshalom did to David's kingship does not die with Avshalom. Because, essentially, if my reading is correct, Avshalom is the one who's supposed to be the next king. He was the right choice. And there is no other choice. So, essentially, what Avshalom did has lasting repercussions. As evidenced by the story over here, yes, David does return, yes, he cares for the concubines, but he can't undo what Avshalom did. And therefore they remain until the day of their death in living widowhood. That's a very important point for the book of Shmuel. And this is correct, means that the, the true kingship of David, the full kingship of David, never fully materializes. David does return, David will establish the kingship through his son Shlomo, but the ideal kingship would have been the kingship of Avshalom. So now we have the repercussions, and the immediate repercussions here are that ten of the tribes leave David. We have another civil war at hand. And now we have verse number four, David's response. So David turns to Amasa, and Amasa was the general of Avshalom. David's own general was Yoav, but Yoav is the one who was responsible for winning the war, but Yoav was the one who also killed Avshalom, and that doesn't sit well with David. David resents that, and will resent it till the end of his life. One of the last things David will do is to order the execution of Yoav, rightly or wrongly, and that's a very good question. Essentially, I think it's wrongly, but that's what David will do. But here it's very strange. To appoint the losing general to replace the victorious general. That's what he does. He calls to Avshalom, he calls to Avshalom's uh, general, Abasa, and he says, gather the troops of Judah, we have to engage in war. So Amasa goes, but he took longer than the time that he was given. We don't know why he took longer. It's because he has hesitations in supporting David. That's one possibility. Or is it because he's incompetent? That's another. Either way, he's not the right guy for the job. And David realizes this. So he turns to Yoav's brother. Not to Yoav, but to Yoav's brother. David says, this, this uh, Sheva will be even a bigger problem than Avshalom. Take therefore the servants of your master and run after him. He says, run after him. Take the servants of your master. Who is your master? It could be himself. Or it could be, and it would appear to be, the master is his brother Yoab. So David is choosing everybody to lead except Yoav. 
because of the anger he displays against Yoav because of the Avshalom story. So, Now, the battle that takes place, of course, in the rest of the chapter, Yoav will come on the scene, appears on the scene, kills Amasa, and brings about the victory, and negotiates, gets Sheva killed, avoids it all out war. From that perspective, very successful. But the interesting feature for our purposes is that David passes over the obvious choice, the great general that he has, the commander of his army, and Yoav appears on the scene, irrespective of what David wants, Yoav appears on the scene and wins the war. Yoav may not be loyal to David the person, but Yoav is very loyal to the kingship of David, and in chapter 20 brings about a great victory.